When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? <laughs> Welcome, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I am joined by my co-host, the movie geek himself, Rob. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Happy holidays. So this is actually the week before Thanksgiving, Rob. For some reason, when I recorded with David, and I kind of deleted some of the footage of us talking about Thanksgiving, I was totally ahead. But this is the actual, actual week before Thanksgiving. So this is the Thanksgiving rush. And this is the final episode before Thanksgiving. It's funny that we were trying to find a film to talk about that is sort of related to Thanksgiving or just has it in the background or something like that. And I forgot all about this movie. And I was so glad to hear that you hadn't seen it before because that's just another one off your list. So I'm excited for today. This movie is Son-in-Law from 1993. And Rob, before we begin, what is your, I guess, relationship with Pauly Shore? My relationship with Pauly Shore was really good when I was a kid. I mean, he and I kicked it so much and he always made me laugh. Did I want to be him, imitate him? No, not at all. Were his movies like treasures? Yes and no. I honestly didn't have so much of a huge like filter on what it is that I watched or liked or whatever. And this was 90s gold comedy. I mean, he's one of those characters like Ernest and Paul Rubens, where he's created a persona for himself that all you need to do is put him in a different situation and let's see how he fares out. And this is one of them farming and dealing with family life in the, you know, the Midwest. He he come out with so many movies and I want to say that I've watched all of them. At wow, least. dedication. At least all the ones that came out in the 90s. You name it, I probably have seen it. I think you summed him up pretty well, Rob, because he is that kind of actor that I feel like plays himself and or, like you said, the character that he's portraying and everything is always the same. I don't know if that has limitations of his acting or if that's just you get Paulie Shaw and that's what you want from him kind of thing. Like he does what you expect, but that's how I always felt about him. I was not a huge fan of him. I actually, I'm surprised I found him less annoying than I thought 
thought I did, actually, all these years later. I, I was amazed by how he created a lingo to a lot of teens back in the day. I don't know if he, <sighs> yeah, like, he literally did. created it, but it was just the way that he spoke, his mannerisms, the way that he wasn't completely masculine, but yet still seemed very cool amongst boys as well as girls, I think. And I appreciated that nobody made fun of him for the way he dressed or looked, but if they did, he was always on his own drum. I mean, even down to the voice work of Goofy Movie. Like, he's just a cool (laughs) character. He's a cool guy and has a really unique voice and tone to him. And so people got to respect that, regardless if he's famous now. Like, he is unique and one of a kind. That is true. And so I have to say is this movie... Right off the bat, Rob, it is known as a Thanksgiving movie because it is Thanksgiving break when this happens for a young college girl who just goes away to college in California. So we do get Thanksgiving. It's kind of like the tail end of the movie. But you know what? This is what happens sometimes when people come home from college. <laughs> they bring friends home sometimes. And, uh, oh, God, I didn't know if I would want Polly Shaw to come home to my house. But Well, with Thanksgiving movies, you don't necessarily have so much of a huge theme to parade around with, like, decorations and, you know, festivals or things like that. There's not much. But at the, the same Adam's time... The Family, would you think? To me, when I think of Thanksgiving movies, I think of Adam's Family Values with the play. That's But, but that's it. That's not even a Thanksgiving movie movie is just a scene. So with this movie, I think it makes sense to focus on the family side of things and also Thanksgiving break. That is the time where you would go home and see your family. There's no snow. So to me, I think this movie fits as a Thanksgiving film. Do they talk about it as much? Not really. But involving farm animals, the turkey and all that stuff. Like, I think it all fits. So I'd say this is fitting. And we do get a Thanksgiving table scene. So let's go with it. You know what? I feel Thanksgiving and I'm ready i'm ready for the holiday i'm ready to eat so tell everyone what this movie's about son-in-law is about rebecca as she comes from a small town in south dakota and she decides to attend college university of los angeles and her first day she meets paulie shaw who is the student advisor at the college resident advisor resident advisor thank you his dorm room is directly across from hers and we get this whole big city small town girl storyline but then it kind of it goes in a totally different direction but so what do you think about the whole setup to begin with is this a typical 90s fair i i think so it basically just challenges the status quo of lifestyles between two different states and and you know time zones and whatnot and it basically just goes in with the comedy on sort of just mismatching a lot of uh, things that normally wouldn't go hand in hand so on one side you have rebecca who needs to learn to just chill and you know experience life outside of her small town where then later in the movie it's twisted and turned around on Polly Shore who is getting used to farm life are there lessons learned in this movie not really and that's something that I definitely want to wanted to talk through with you about sort of the wrap-up of this movie but other than that I mean it's basically just a very physical comedy hijinks film to just see what it's like to be in this situation plus mistaken identity that's very 90s you know pretending to be something that you're not and and just letting all the lies build up and fly and playing the role to get through a certain amount of time <laughs> so right off the bat rebecca is thrown into this with her family they're they're really trying to sell this fish out of water thing they have her mother looking around the dorm room and it's rob it's one of those cliche dorms where it's so busy right the halls are always packed and there's always men walking around in towels it seems like it's always this like cliche of this is what a dorm is i got a toothbrush and i'm in a towel you know everyone's talking outside their rooms it's like that cliched i'm going to college thing and we get her mother looking around like "Ooh, ooh, what am i missing Ooh, (laughs) she was very focused on the naked person walking around the mother the mother she's definitely been deprived of a lot of (laughs) attention just based on how she was focused on that but the the other thing that was established throughout the first part of this movie is that you have this family who seem close on the outside but there are a lot of different personalities and types in this family and they sort of they're on this sort of like non-understanding of 
one another. And so they bicker a lot. They fight with each other, but yet yes. they still sort of just like, you know, let's not talk about it and just pretend we're happy just for the sake of the family, things like that. So we're given this sort of turmoil in the family that, you know, they're not as happy as they could be. We get the classic little brother, right, Rob, who is a pervert, I want to say. Is this like another staple of a 90s movie? He is little a boy of- going through puberty. That's no, no pervert. I don't think I don't but see why it. Why is it always making about their sister's underwear or what their sisters are doing in this movie? Because even the little brother at one point, yes, he's playing with her future dorm mates underwears. But at one point he opens her underwear up, looks at it. And then later on, he asks Pauly Shore's character, have you done it with my sister? Like, it's just weird that they have these little brothers that are so like, this is the only sex I know is my sister. Because clearly he's got playboys. As Well, see, this would probably, well, see, I don't have any younger siblings. And so I don't know, I can't really speak on this. But I would say if you watched someone grow up under you, you would you would see firsthand that, you know, when you get to a certain age, you just talk about those kind of things, either to look cool in front of other older Mm. guys, or it's just always on your mind 24 seven. That's just how men are. So I don't know, I feel the character made sense could he yeah, have toned it yeah. down that's whatever but I I didn't really feel that it was out of character for a boy that age to talk like that and you know obviously throughout the movie he was taught respect for the woman so going into this I looked at the kid and I was like oh here we go here's our 80s early 90s redheaded villain kid that he was in everything I feel like growing up with his little freckles <laughs> to, to those that have not seen this movie I feel that this could definitely go under the radar of just being dissected into what's offensive in today's audience and things like that. And I think there are a few things that might be a little problematic, but I don't think they go heavy into uh, a canceled sort of status. There's more than one too many jokes about being overweight. There is a character on there who works on the ranch or the farm and Polly Shore sort of makes multiple jokes about his weight. Yes, he's a little bit of the villain in the movie, so you know it may seem justified, but yeah, it's to me, it would seem that it's out of character for Polly Shore's character, which is his name is Crawl, by the way. It seems a little out of character because he seems very open about different people and aspects of life yeah. and things like that. But yet with him, it's like, let me make fun of how big he is. And he had no problem being like, oh, you should, you know, take a diet or lay off the don't like he would say it out loud. And then they just kind of brush it off. But he kind of did it a couple of times. So I would say little stuff like that crept up, but it wasn't like super offensive. You would say like some of those John Hughes films that are very problematic today. So just a rule of thumb with that. But other than that, I think it's just small, you know, humor it's not even that raunchy too there's a few like no it's just like dumb like early 90s jock sex humor i can't even and not even jock because paulie shaw is clearly not any close to that but the this really like oh yeah women i gotta film women in their underwear like it's just so typical early 90s but so i don't know if you recognize the father so the father is played by lane smith the minute i saw his face so many memories just kept flooding back i just forgot about this dude and i remember him right that's what i know him from well lois and clark as are you know the chief of the newspaper but then he's also coach riley the coach to the hawks versus the mighty ducks and so he's in that first movie you know playing that child slave owner to the hawk and yeah he was an evil bastard so i don't want to say he's typecast but he can definitely play that smug you know white all-american you know man or whatever in these films and and that just man it just brought back so much stuff i was like i remember him being an asshole in this movie so it was just funny to see him did you notice another familiar face still trying to play a teenager in this movie i see you teen witch i see you (laughs) that the boyfriend brad powell from teen witch he's not playing brad powell in this but he's literally wearing his little football letterman's jacket still i mean he looked good this actor but he's definitely you could tell he got a little older from his teen witch days uh what did you think about tiffany amber did you find her to to look the age even carla um uh jugino like do you think they looked a teenage or or i I shouldn't even say teenage they're grown women they're like in college years so they got to be at least 20 21 well right like are we to believe they just graduated and she literally just went to college yeah, people do that all the time. You get out of high school and you directly go to college. 
so then she's she's like i believed her yeah. i believed her as as a younger and actually tiffany amber Thiessen, i believed her too as a young oh my god and what happens with her at the end is just insane but i believed her the uh brad oh i keep calling him brad but i think he played travis in this movie he didn't look as young as he normally does and again i mean i don't care but pulling off like an 18 year old i don't think he cut it and all the right people were in this movie of course i mean as you can see we're recognizing them from you know other works around that same time so i mean it's always good to have familiar faces in these types of movies it just made sense that all of them were picked for a reason even the little brother by the way did you like that brandon fraser cameo and he was playing in god i forgot that that cameo was in this because if i remember correctly i don't think this is the only time that he shows up i think he shows up in another movie of his maybe biodome maybe um in the army now i can't remember but i want to say he may show up again like i think it's amazing that he just showed up and then Polly had this look on him like i know him but it was a long cameo too i mean they made sure everyone had a chance to sink it in because encino man was everything back then and brandon still looked so good playing that character just looking all not there and just so in his i just love that cameo so much it it didn't even register to me right away and i was like oh because this takes place during a scene in the halloween party in the dorm and brandon fraser takes off a fake rubber frog from paulie shore's character's outfit and he lights it on fire and eats it so okay i get you it's a straight up scene from the movie it's a straight up scene from the movie. You do this all the time, Ryan. You review these movies that you've never seen, and yet you never share what you think. Like, what did you think of the movie? Review it for us. <sighs> Okay, so it was not a movie I would go out of my way to see. Okay. But honestly, Rob, it went so quickly to me. It flew by, and it was good. I mean, it was good for what it was. And I found, again, the whole thing that I guess stopped me from watching more Polly Shore movies is my idea of him being so annoying and then re-watching him here again like I mentioned earlier it's not as bad as I thought there are some moments I'm like come on this man is just so over the top well I want to go through over all of them but my first question is that is this based on a specific expectation that you had for this movie and if so what were some of the things that didn't work well with you it worked better than I thought I was expecting much more stupid, dumbed-down humor for some reason, and there was that again. But it worked more, and I didn't find it as stupid as I thought it was. So I am relieved. I actually got, you know, enjoyment for what it was out of this. Again, would I ever want to, like, rewatch this? And No, probably not. But... For a one-time viewing, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad you recommended it. Okay. So is it is it the Polly Shore as an actor, as his character, or was it just the movie and the plot and everything? Like I think it was his acting again, because to just to say it, they go back to the farm for Thanksgiving, right? To meet her family. And then there's this whole just to set up why I feel this way, there's this whole thing where he pretends to propose to her to save her from being proposed to, right? So he's trying to win this family over. So for every Everything that we're supposed to find charming and wonderful that he does, the next minute he says something stupid to the grandfather or he acts like a nut and he says the weirdest thing. So at, at one point, they're really trying to push this, that we're supposed to root for this guy and he's so funny, but then he'll do something nice and then in the second moment, he'll look at the grandfather and be like, blah, 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 and say something stupid that, so it, it just, it takes me out. It That kept taking me out. I'm like, okay, okay. He's getting nicer. He's not trying to get her sexually anymore like he was in the beginning. He's just trying to be her friend. Oh, but there he goes. He does something stupid. Like I, I So just, is it is it stupid in a way of like how dare you or how disrespectful? Or is it stupid like I don't get it and it's weird? I think a little bit of both. Because I keep going back to that one part when he comes home at night and they have this scene where the grandfather is he's this really like older gentleman, like I want everything to be how it was, blah 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 blah. And he He's whittling wood all the time. And the big joke is he keeps asking, right? He wants to whittle the wood with the grandfather. But he comes home literally at one point and says something so weird to the grandfather. I don't even know what he said in English, honestly. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? One, He says something so stupid or like weird to the grandfather. This is right when he comes in and the family's like, oh, you know, treat the house as you would your own. And he goes, oh, I'm going to the kitchen. He's just so obnoxious. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is so interesting because I, it's not the literal opposite, but I, I actually found his character to just be super eccentric. And in contrast to the family that he's staying with, he definitely comes off as an oddball. But I also find that to be very admirable that he is being himself and not changing his ways to conform to whatever it is that this family is living up to now that's not to say that the family's way of life is like the right way or the wrong way to live but there is a difference of of types of personalities and, and ways of living in here and so you don't necessarily have to agree with everything that you're looking at i would obviously be a a very confused human being watching this man just sort of be super excited. And then he would say, I'm totally sorry for like wigging out. I've just never been on a farm before. So he explains and he's self-aware that he obviously doesn't fit the norm. As far as the endearing part, I think it was actually pretty cool for him to continuously work on this family who had no respect for him whatsoever throughout the entire film. While it may have been um, part of the joke to just be so upfront and be like, you stink to high heaven and look what you've done to yourself you know like he takes it in stride he never like pushed back or argued with them he understood that parents will see him as very eccentric and sort of what's going on there's the whole drug use and and the promiscuity of it all him being very free about sex but here's one scene that kind of like made me sort of pay attention to that a little bit is that it was close to the beginning we meet crawl for the first time he's upside down hanging he's you know like working out and the dad comes in and from his point of view, the dads, he, we're like, who the fuck is this Neanderthal, this monster, this weird alien who's like, oh my God, I don't want you, you know, around my daughter because you're going to try and like have sex with her and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's honestly what he said. He said, I'll give her special attention, take care of her. Is she hot? Like, yeah, which obviously is very disrespectful. No father wants to hear that, but he was hired as a resident advisor for a reason. We learned that he's been in school for quite a while. So he's got the education behind his back. He's not dumb. He just chooses to like really have fun with it while having all of this knowledge but he goes in there asking for a screwdriver to help with their daughter's trunk now throughout their whole engagement clearly it wasn't the best first impression but what do we see later he goes right over there remembers that this girl needed help with her trunk and he brought over the screwdriver she needed to open it up so he's a very responsible person yeah and he definitely listens and takes cares of people and then through the 90s fashion and i and there are so many movies like this when you have an unexpected guests or some newbie in the group what do you do you work on them one by one and you find their niche the thing that they need help improving or or maybe they can like release or or unlock a potential so he works on every family member and gets on their good graces but also shows them that there's more to life than just right they've been living i get the annoyance part but do i find him disrespectful i didn't get as much as far as the grandfather's concerned i just think he found him to be admired like he really admired the grandpa and just wanted to hang out with him i know old people who would kill to have that type of attention and you know he's just like i want to hang out with you i want to like do what you do think though if he just didn't say the weird things because he had me i like that he remembered it i like that during the halloween time he took the time and he got all the people out of her dorm i like that he's caring in some ways i would be totally rooting for his character if he just didn't do such stupid obnoxious things right when you're getting to like him i like all the things that rob said i like that he's open about things i I like that he even brought the little brother when he's sharing a room with a sandwich the first day but then he does stupid things rebecca the character right she has this total makeover before she comes home. It's the cliche of a small town girl going away to the big city, New York, California, and getting a... She got sandied, basically. (laughs) She got sandied, but did you see that it completely... Even she became almost really obnoxious for a little while. Like To me, she was acting like she was on drugs without even taking drugs at some point in scenes. Well, I think she adapted to the type of language from Crawl because they became super close, right? So so two months, right? September, October, we're thinking. And so yeah. in two months, this woman became a completely different woman. Tattoo, blonde hair. She went for every, like any cliche she got. Tattoo, 
cut your hair, dressing. But did she really change that much? I think she definitely adapted to her surroundings, played the character, not to say that she was being a fake or whatever, but as soon as she went home, she went right back to the girl she always was. She just didn't look the part. I thought so, Rob, but then there's sometimes I saw her sitting at the table. That's why I was like, is it's almost disjointed, this movie, at some point. So she dyes her hair blonde, right? Or like a very light- It's strawberry blonde, yeah. Strawberry blonde, thank you. And she gets this hair cut and I almost feel like she just did this thing the actress with her hair so she had this big piece that came down in the front and I feel like it gave her confidence even the actress and she would do these scenes kind of like with this hair flipping it and she was almost like so weird for me like some scenes she acted oh, I'm California I'm above this and then other scenes you're right she was back to being her well I know how to milk a chicken a milk a ch- <laughs> <laughs> I know how to milk a cat yeah I'm a country girl <laughs> so wasn't no it's totally fine so you weren't feeling sort of just sort of the California vibe that was presented in the movie. It's just a, such a cliche that she changed everything about herself and then she came home like this is me. Accept me for what I am and that it was just a cliche. You in this like, like it's so funny if you could see his face you're saying it as if she went in and was like I'm going to be this way. I don't care what you say. I don't know if there was a lot of pushback on her look. It was just a very shocking thing that this family is not used to in their town. But they didn't necessarily concentrate too much on like, I'm different now. I think the biggest thing was the fact that she was calling her parents by their first names, which is not a California thing. It's more of a... Of no, an adult yeah, it's liberal a, thing, and she's yeah. you know challenging the status quo, and I totally get that. But at the same time, I don't think they really had a big issue with her look. It was just more of like they took it better than me, Rob. Because honestly, I would not <laughs> have come home. Yes, you want to show that you're different. Maybe you're more independent than you left. But should she really need to come off the airplane in a see-through? purple mesh top but, but with that's her the thing. black bra underneath. If that's the thing. If that's who she is. And that's the other thing is that what the movie made it look like is that she portrayed somebody who didn't really in- get out. And, yeah. it, and not necessarily, yeah. I'm not going to say enjoy life because I'm sure she loved the life that she had in South Dakota. But she obviously was exposed to a lot of different like types of culture and people. And she adapted to things that she didn't know that she was into. And just look at Polly Shore. Remember how he used to look. He was a total nerd, you know, glasses, you know, straight, you know, stiff. And then he decided to chill. Now, yeah, is that the, who he is today? Is that the solution? No, but that's who he ended up becoming. And he became super confident in that. And everyone loves him. And, you know, as we saw before they came home, Rebecca was on the phone, on the communal payphone, and everyone who passed her was like, bye, Rebecca. Like, everybody knew her. She yeah. obviously made a lot of friends friends and so this persona that she took on made her open up more and she was open to new things and just being able to adapt and mingle with the people is how they put it i gotta put myself back into that teenage finding yourself i guess mentality because it seemed like it was just so hot and heavy and like she was just gonna beat it over their heads like look at me and this is who i am now so you better accept me (laughs) (laughs) but again she did not do that but i i get it i know i totally get it i'm projecting on this poor girl rebecca (laughs) so with Polly shore so crawl he decides that hey I'm going to be a farmer too because I clearly don't have sort of any career aspects. I just want to learn. He just likes learning. So in order to continue this facade, playing the son-in-law, what do you plan to do to support my daughter? Well, he's like, I'll just do what you do. So we go through a big part of the movie of him trying to be a farmer. And if you were to see this character of crawl you'd be like oh god he's never going to adapt to you know manual labor and hard work and getting your hands dirty and stuff like that so what did you think about that sort of physical comedy aspect of him learning how to be a farmer i was okay with that aspect but i'll tell you where he lost me again there's one part that he's in that tractor rob and he accidentally starts it because he has to listen to music right he accidentally starts this tractor that's covered with a tarp well he's very mischievous for sure yes 
So, okay, I would be fine with that whole scene, Rob, but it's the ending. Are are we supposed to come away with that? Because he kind of did this thing, like he parked and we see from overhead, he literally wrote his name out in these people's crops. He gave the keys and he's like, oh, not bad for my first time. And he walked away all cocky. I'm like, no, you destroyed this family's crops. (laughs) Like, Are we supposed to root for you? I mean, yeah, I know they're hard on you and everything, but to me, that didn't prove shit. So maybe he's the actual villain of the movie (laughs) in your eyes you could totally put out a thesis for this i think this is wonderful information that you're giving out right now i love it i love it were we rob at that moment we're supposed to take away that damn he showed them (laughs) he really he destroyed those crops not at all i mean the those parts of of the film basically is just for physical comedy it's him being poly Shore. you know if, if we said that about Ernest, you know destroying property and just doing a whole bunch of shenanigans it's usually because he's not smart enough to really get it so maybe you're putting him more on a pedestal because he should know better so i mean i totally get it but here's the other thing too as far as rooting for him there's not really anything that we're rooting for because in the movie he's trying to cover or assist with this lie and the right for the most of it he doesn't agree with it he's not down to lie about these people in fact when he gets close to the family he demands that rebecca tell the truth i mean if Which anything like. rebecca is the real actual villain of this movie because she created created this whole thing which could have been avoided if she had just been honest with herself and to Travis and you know while they're playing this this ruse and he's out there just like sort of doing all of these things you know they're not really being that nice to him either so when you say the term root for like are we rooting for them to get together are we rooting for the family to like like him more and you're saying we shouldn't I can understand why you would feel that way but I mean honestly it's just one of those things where you have just that obnoxious house guest that just tears your life apart but at the end of the day it's just things and you know families close i mean i'm i'm guessing that's what the lesson is of this movie just to talk about the ending how the truth comes out about travis the semi-truth of the rouge is sort of hidden but then told and then all of a sudden they're taking a photo in front of the house and then the movie ends so here's the thing we get a little bit of a push like "Ooh, will these two get together he clearly is into rebecca right but that was never established that was never established that's the other thing exactly they clearly showed that i guess we're supposed to say that okay's feelings have formed and he does say it but that's the only thing nothing she doesn't say anything yeah she doesn't even say i like you yeah we're just led to believe okay but that's the thing though the formula in the 90s is that everything was wrapped up in a good bow and most of the time a couple that was forming was to have sort of a happy ending or some closure for the audience and we didn't get it this time which is different but it could not play out as well to some big 90s fans that expect some type of ending to wrap up but honestly it's like did Rebecca even learn a lesson this woman walked away with a full-fledged no. lie and never officially yeah, told I was the gonna truth. say no she learned nothing she got to come home do anything she wanted to bring this dude home uproot everybody and she didn't learn anything by the end because it all worked out and her family loved her what's also funny about that is that Travis who clearly wanted to marry her for I don't know what reason it wasn't like ooh to take over the ranch when the dad died I mean he didn't have a sinister thing about not wanting to be with Rebecca but the entire time that she was away at school he was cheating he was right yeah so it's just like I understand that she doesn't want to hurt his feelings and he's not even a guy to protect feelings from so I know that she was doing it more for herself she was scared and she didn't really want to break the family's heart or go against the traditional of like marrying somebody within the same town with the same values yada 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 but like why do we give a shit what this guy thinks because he's an asshole he was sleeping with homegirl the whole time and yet we're supposed to feel sorry for him that he really is trying to get with her when really he doesn't deserve her love at the end of the day so when the movie kind of wrapped up yes he ended up on his face but it's just like nobody really learned too much of a lesson and it just it just rushed it the the ending was very rushed just to make drama i feel like they just had to do one more dramatic thing and yeah it was resolved in the next scene well you know the main characters always have to have that big fight before the big resolve at the in in the last act you know everything's all peachy and then the friends sort of 
collide and then they have like a little bit of a turmoil a fight and then they have to work through it to wrap it up the sad part was this really wasn't any dramatic right so we get to the point that she literally tells him okay like this facade i'm going to tell my parents we're not really engaged we're nothing this whole storyline happens where they throw him a fake bachelor party just so this guy travis and the farmhand that helps him roofie him and tiffany amber Thiessen into believing they slept with each other yes i guess she was developing feelings too and there's that betrayal of like why would you do this and plus it's my friend and yada 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 but none of it was like okay well you just told him the scene before you didn't want to be with him i get it believe me i would be pissed too if all this happened to me it was just kind of like oh Here's drama just for the sake of it. Like you said, that fight that just ends with everything gets wrapped up. I want to kind of just share some of the things that I did enjoy the movie because yes, re-watching this film, actually, I was laughing out loud a lot. I think I'm just very opposite with you. I laughed twice out loud. I, I just enjoy Polly Shore's character. I just enjoy that, you know, ridiculousness of him. And not to say that everything that he does is gold, but at the same time, I was just, la- I loved his laugh. He just would do this, huh? You know, there's just this laugh. And I really enjoyed the one-on-ones that he had with the family. In particular, I think him and the mom, when they bonded, was one of the biggest things that I enjoyed about this movie. Now, it seemed a little pervy, though, because he uh. walked... He walks in on her while she's out of the shower and he mistakes her for Rebecca. So they have like a touchy moment. And then, you know, this mother, she was take anything at this point. Well, I mean, it, it definitely seemed like the the mom and dad really didn't really have too much of a sex life or, or very like spice in their relationship. He then proceeds to compliment her looks while she's in a towel, which could come off a little pervy or creepy. But Rob, he says, I got a semi looking at yeah, you. That's... Who says that? Oh my God. I'm sorry. Hey, I thought you were Becca. Well, I'm not. So if you don't mind. Oh, I don't want to be rude or anything, but Miss Warner, you're giving me a semi. Well, thank you very much. But uh, wait, really wait, can I ask you a question? I suppose. Why don't you um put a little makeup on? I mean, look how you're, you're a beautiful lady. I mean, look at this. Enhance your outer beauty with your inner beauty. It's not mother. It's not the right words today. Even back <laughs> then, it's not the right thing. Anyways, put some makeup and put some makeup on. Why don't you put some makeup on? Yeah, that was a little weird too, but I think what- I mean, I get it. I, I get, get it the time. The line, obviously, was just to say, you don't feel like you're, you're pretty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I, you know, and from a woman's point of view, makeup usually does the trick and makes them feel a little bit more comfortable. So I get sort of why he said all those things. But it was funny. So she goes, like, get out. I don't need your help, blah, blah, blah. And they're getting ready to go to a party in town. And so he's outside of the door and he's like, just give me five minutes. Let me work my magic. And then if you don't like it, we'll go back to the same Connie, which is the mom. And I love this. She opens the door and she just has this smirk on her face. And he goes... Ow. and then it was just it was just so cute but then it nasty, was nasty nasty but then it was funny too because later they're still getting dressed and working with the makeover she tells the husband you go without me me and crawl will follow you i'm still changing that whole entire sentence can be construed to a lot of different things and i'm like why does crawl need to be here for you to change clothes it was just mean, the, the family is actually more accepting than it comes off as they it does a lot of shit but i thought she looked great and when she came in she had all of these attractive men hitting on her and checking her out and i just thought all of that was so cute because she did feel beautiful and while the husband walter was very shocked at first not necessarily i would say he was disappointed but just like this isn't you but at the same time when he saw that other men found her beautiful he started to get a little bit of a rise and was reminded about how sexy she is you know and she's not just a mom and again they foreshadowed all of this with the family just bickering at each other the whole time and And her looking at the younger guys yeah yeah. and so clearly throughout this movie we're gonna see some sort of transformation that brought this family more together right man i mean just talk about how much this this couple deprived themselves of fun we find out that even in farm life like they did the twin bed situation did you see that like oh my god this is the night that we're gonna do it after 
after I don't know how long. He he's pushing he's he pushing beds that. together. I don't know if that's a farm thing or a South Dakota thing, but they slept in separate beds. I hope it was they were just trying to show that they were so deprived of yeah, being romantic. But it's just it's just little stuff like that that I just found really cool. This family was having fun. They were having fun. Even the grandfather, right? He he had like a small heart attack and there was this oh CPR between men oh hell disgusting blah 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 such a 90s so stupid but through quality time the man obviously found a connection with this boy and he ended up liking him i mean it's just you know they bonded while they were fishing and i i just liked all of those moments even the little brother who was a brat as you said he was like i want to help you do chores and i want to you know because he connected with him that his father refuses to do there was i enjoyed those moments when he was working on the family and it also showed that while crawl looks like a weirdo the man is super sincere and he has a lot of heart and we can't really judge books by its cover and 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 all of this thing, and I love that sort of aspect of the movie. Those are some of the bigger things that I like. But again, I liked his comedy. His physical comedy I thought was great when he got punched in the nose and was like, oh, scared. I was not expecting that. I laughed out loud at that because when he falls down, he starts screaming. Why didn't you Dude, again, he was like crying, and I just, I just, he's so I funny. I so hard over that, because I wasn't expecting it. Listen, I understand if you're pissed, if you want to talk about it, it's... Why did you do that? Get up. Yeah, I also thought that Crawl and Rebecca's chemistry was on point too. I thought the two of them were having so much fun together. And I, especially when they're in the back of the truck, this is after the lie came out, the big oh. exposition. So he gets punched in the face, his nose is bloody, and they're in the back of the truck. And they were talking so loud. I'm surprised nobody in the car heard them. But... I thought for sure the brother would have. He was staring, staring right at there. Them, exactly. But they're talking. He was like, I can't believe you did that. And he was like, what did you want me to do? You gave me like two seconds to respond. That's the only thing I can think of. That's when she should have told her parents. Guess exactly. what? He's just did this for me. I don't want to get married. They probably would have been like, oh, thank God. Okay. Well, she had other. I mean, but that's how horrible their dynamic was in the family. She obviously thought the worst of it. So she kept it a secret. But it was the moment when he goes, okay, so if we're going to be engaged. Can I get some tongue? And, you know, she hits him across the face with the nose and they're laughing together. And it's just, I just liked that scene. They just, to me, they worked well together. I saw them more as friends, though, in that scene. Is that... That's totally fair. And and friends can have that heavy bit of chemistry, too. And it doesn't mean they need to be together, too, which I also thought was a nice touch that they didn't right. establish if they right. were together or not, you know? They left it open-ended like that and how they said, we're going to stay engaged but not get married. I like that. Yeah, so I have a question for you. She gave him two... I don't know, first of all, I don't know why it was up to him to stop this proposal or make a scene or create a diversion. I love how it was up to him, right? But she gave him two seconds to do something. Now, this whole exposition, the whole point of this movie, the title, Son-in-Law, is because of this scene. What would you have done if you were forced to do what Crawl did, which was have to get up and stop this proposal? Can you think of anything else that would have caused this to stop without putting Rebecca under the bus? I mean, I mean, to me, not to say that this is the only thing that they could have done. I mean, aside from telling the truth, but what would you have done in this situation? I think, I mean, it made perfect sense for him to be like, I already proposed. You're too late. I mean, you're right. But honestly, I would have just said, you know what? She has just started college and she, she has confided in me that she feels like she's so young and wants to experience life. I don't know. I would never have come up with, I mean, me personally, I would never have come up. We were engaged already, but I understand in this situation, but what about you? you what what would you have said oh no 100% I would have said the same thing but at the same time I'm not that type of person I would literally tell the truth but if I you know was in this movie and I needed to come up with a lie to create the scene and the film and all this stuff yes that is the perfect thing that you would say but other than that I'd be like dude she's not into you like I wouldn't be so rude but I would totally tell the truth but this would be a different movie right (laughs) and maybe that's what we should no 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 I before we wrap it up I gotta say that I don't know what do you think about this crawl pulls a two wong foo he's gonna bring fun to the town i wrote 
No, that's exactly what this is. House Guest, which I hope we do very yes. soon next year. I can't wait to do that movie. It's the exact same thing. This family is in turmoil. They don't get along. And then this stranger comes in, fixes everything. And and that's just how you make a 90-minute movie. <laughs> and then I have to say, there, just two things. Mentioning Rob earlier when he re, uh, made the mother over... He pull. I wrote. He has a trash bag full of clothes for her, and honestly, he made her look like a Mardi Gras gypsy. Yes, she stood out because that is something that that town has never seen. Oh my god, she looked like a gypsy. I mean, I was okay with it because you know how I I love meet some gypsies. But and then because it's Thanksgiving, the one scene that I also laughed over because I was in shock that it happened was the turkey scene. Rob, <laughs> when he screamed, they said the turkey had a heart attack. I laughed so hard over that because he, the turkey lays down after he's, he's just howling with he's the turkey. Howling. Yes. Yeah. He's scared of the turkey because yeah. it's chasing him. And he, sc- he does this scream and the turkey slow motion lays down, closes his eyes, and then it cuts to the next scene. Hey, told me to do it! Stay back! I was just dead! Help! Stop! The turkey had a heart attack? I don't know. I never killed anything before. Maybe he should give the turkey a little kiss. Some of the things that I want to say before we wrap up is I just want to point out a little bit of the retro, the 90s of it all. Yes. Uh, so I noticed that in Crawl's room at, at the college, uh, he had all of these psychedelic stuff going on, all of the posters and memorabilia of all of these like classic characters. You know, I think even in Rebecca's room, she had pictures of like Mel Gibson on the wall from Forever Young, if I remember correctly. But one of the things in Crawl's room is that in his on his computer that very like neon retro when you type in when you type in your name and it just bounces around it looks all punk rock and psychedelic i love i thought i was the shit when i had that on my computer i was like look at how much money i got i'm so cool look at my cool screensaver i loved all of that but also it was the joke about um i i think they were talking i think when when crawl and rebecca met first for the first time and he, I think he tried to remember her name or guess her name and she goes your name's Sally he's like Jesse <laughs> yeah so he says Sally and then Jesse he's like is your name Raphael and it was just cute because it's like Sally Jesse Raphael and I'm like that is so 90s I like that too and then when they show up to get tattoos, get look who's the technician. It's fucking Flea from that Red Hot Flea, Chili Peppers. Right? From Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think that is amazing. Very 90s. So I love that. Did you remember that song that played for a minute, the Feed the Tree song? That came back to me like time and never stopped. Yeah. God, I haven't heard that song in probably 20-something years. But the other thing was is that the depiction of California, which is full of sex, drugs, nudity, there's a bar that has a mud wrestling pit. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in California. But also the idea of what college is. Rebecca's roommate comes in and she immediately (laughs) says, would you like to meet my girlfriend? So it's already established. But then when they kissed, it was like... Like the most shocking thing they've ever seen in their lives. I knew it was coming. I knew it. I just thought that was so funny. But how 90s is that? Now, you know, women kiss all the time and it's nothing. You know, it's at least from the story's point of view, there's not this huge shock value of it all. But that whole entire family was just flabbergasted over the fact that these two women were kissing. And while the the son, by the way, is wearing a shirt that says, seduce me, please. So these this family is not as innocent as they think. (laughs) But I mean, how I mean, how 90s is it? Right. And again, like you said, the foreigner who comes in, fixes the family. Everything's all all great. I will say say one thing about Paulie Shaw, Rob. I love that show, The Goldbergs, right? The older brother on there, played by Troy Gentile, Barry Goldberg, I feel like is a less annoying Paulie Shaw than Paulie Shaw is. That's the modern equivalent, but... You're saying they have the same they character? They have the same kind of thing, but the brother on Goldbergs is just more endearing.
endearing with it. He's not as... And I guess I gotta say that he was not as annoying as I thought Paulie Shaw was growing up. Is this up. your first Shore movie? In a long time, since Encino Man. I mean, seeing him on MTV growing up, but... I mean, I've probably seen him in other things, too. My God, he was in everything. But I always had this idea about him. I gotta say, you know, I'm thankful that you brought this up. Ah, <laughs> you would. <laughs> Uh, so this wasn't a win for you. Do you see sort of the appeal it had in the 90s? Would you recommend it today to anyone? Definitely. Like I said, it goes fast, I feel like. Fast watch. I could totally see why someone would like this. And if especially if you had seen it growing up as a kid and rewatching it, I feel like it would hold a special place for certain people. I wouldn't say no. So give it a try, especially if you like 90s comedies and that kind of humor with Paulie Shaw. What about you? I mean, this is your second second viewing or no i mean i've seen it a bunch of times when i was younger but i hadn't watched it since i don't own this film uh any fan of Polly shores would definitely enjoy this movie i it's not the worst movie and it's not the best it fits right in the middle it's a decent yeah. film but there are funnier movies that he's been in and there's been movies that he was put in that had horrible stories uh in it so i mean i i think this one fits in the middle it tries to get into that sort of family drama of it all instead of just being very raunchy comedy which is something you might expect from him it's decent but it, it's not his best. I think there are better Polly Shore movies that you could probably watch. I, for one, had a wonderful evening watching this last Go night. Ahead. So I had fun with it. But to most people, this may fit sort of in the middle scale. I, like I said, for a one-time viewing, give it a try. It really honestly isn't the worst movie. And it, and it gives you those Thanksgiving feels. I could see watching it around Thanksgiving, which yeah. is what we are. Yeah. So Rob, just really quick, I just wanted to say a big thank you to all of our listeners, our new old listeners. We are so thankful for anyone who joins us each week. And I feel like this is the perfect time to give thanks to all of you who are listening now. Well said. Okay, Rob. So when you're not hanging out over here, where can the lovely people find you? Currently continuing the Charmed podcast, recapping every episode one by one. Currently in season seven with the help of Ryan as well. Uh, you can find us on any podcast app, most of the popular ones anyway. And the show is called Brunch with the Hollowells. And there is a movie podcast bi-weekly, so about two episodes per month of just general movies, most from my collection re-watching to see if they hold up that show is called movie geek and proud also found on most popular podcast apps oh and you can always find the radical retro rewind podcast on instagram one word as well as our youtube channel where we're always updating thank you so much for joining us this week next friday will be double thundercats episodes and we will return the first week in december with an all new holiday themed episode up until the end of the month happy thanksgiving everyone thanksgiving. Who celebrates, yes. and we will see you then bye bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.